Okay, so I don't know if you know, but uh, I'm a pilot, or I'm learning to become a pilot, and mm-hmm. I fly general aviation aircraft, so it's, it's really just the small ones. And Which I'm the, jelly as fuck over, by the way. <laughs> just let you know. It's, it's fun, but the problem is I'm terrified of heights. Like, I've always... I can't even climb up a six foot ladder without my knees buckling. And so this has mm-hmm. been like one of the biggest problems for me to overcome is, is trying to fly an airplane while being scared of heights, you know? So yeah. I spent quite a lot of time of, of they'll ask me to do like maneuvers and stuff where you like turn the airplane and, and bank it back and forth. And I can't even get over the fact that I'm staring at the ground. Like, you know, I can't stare at the ground for those maneuvers because I'm so high up in the air. It's terrifying to me. Yeah. But it was important for me to try to like directly challenge my fears. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people say like your, your fears become like nothing when you, when you like tackle them and stuff, but this is kind of hard to like quantify because it, a fear of heights is not like a monster hiding under your bed. You can't conquer yeah. it by, learning by turning lights on you know it's it's Mm -hmm. not something that diminishes because it's something that's innate it's something that's i was born with the fear of heights and i i don't know there's no it's not like a scary face of a monster so it's really hard for me to figure out how to get over a fear of heights and i guess my best practices that i've been doing is just trying to feel more comfortable and controlling my airplane that's like a like a big thing is is having control for me so I don't know. Point of the story is, I guess my biggest fear is my own problems. Is is me? Is I'm I'm the mm-hmm. biggest obstacle to overcome in in conquering this, you know, pilot uh, aviation yeah. program that I'm trying trying to pass right now. Which is convenient because you know today we happen to be talking about the technology behind Gemini Man, uh, where yeah. Will Smith fights Will Smith, but the 23 year old <laughs> version who's a lot more stronger, a lot more testosterone. And could probably kick his ass if he didn't have as much knowledge as the 50-year-old Will Smith. But uh, yeah. anyways, welcome to the show, Uncovered Cinema. I'm Brian. Woot. I'm Will. All right. And, uh, willy, 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 willy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work so much. It doesn't roll off the tongue when you say Brian. Brian. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you need to give me a nickname. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime. The B-Man. Yeah. The Brian man <laughs> Have you seen Gemini Man? Oh, I have. It is. I am one of the minority of people that actually liked it. You're also I one of the minority of the people that have seen it, <laughs> because yes, it I'm did also notoriously <laughs> horrible at the at the box office. But it had to oh, God compete terrible. with Joker. Joker just opened up the week before, and uh, also yeah. we had uh, the Adams Family was released that weekend as well. Which, which was surprisingly good. <laughs> well, yeah, family movies do good. I mean, if you want to be a director, yeah. make family movies because they'll always sell. Because you, you're you not selling one ticket. You're selling, you know, the whole entire family. You're selling mom, dad, and how many kids you got. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one was one of my favorite directors, Ang Lee. And uh, I believe you have the synopsis for it. So do you want to let us know what is going on there and why the hell people are worried about me flying an airplane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the synopsis of uh, Gemini Man, let me get into that real quick. Uh, just so everybody who has not seen the movie, which is the majority of you know 
everybody. Uh, the synopsis is Henry Brogan, an elite 51 year old assassin who's ready to call it quits after completing his 72nd job. His plans to get turned upside down when he becomes a target of a mysterious operative who can seemingly predict his every move. To his horror, Brogan soon learns. To his horror, Brogan soon learns that the man who's trying to kill him is a younger, faster, cloned version of himself. Wow, that's a tongue twister. (laughs) So, the moral of this story in the movie is is that he is trying to uh, symbolically overcome his. Well, I guess literally and figuratively. Is there Uh is there a name for that? (laughs) Both at the same time, but literally and figuratively. I don't know. I don't know, but maybe we'll have to figure that. I think that there's got to be a name for something that's literally and federal, figural at the same time. In this case, he is is overcoming his own struggles, his own fears, and and it's manifested into a, a, an actual depiction of him. Uh, uh, it's it's as it were uh, looking into the mirror. You know, are you looking it up? So yeah, it's verbal irony. <laughs> the verbal irony of it. Is yes, that, the verbal is irony. That it's All right. The physical manifestation That's above my of my education, my grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it that there is an actual thing. I was thinking right, maybe right. in a different language, but that works. No, no, verbal irony. Yeah. Nar, nar, nar. Well, I so, like the verbal irony, uh, double <laughs> entendre here. The verbal irony of this movie, Gemini Man, is that Gemini Man could not be uh it could be thought of as the name of the movie but also the name of the project which is where mm-hmm. the major money making uh experimentation of this film has gone to and, and really i don't think ang lee gives a shit whether this movie made money or not because it was an opportunity no. for him to try out this new technology and, and and his overall goal is he wants to progress the way that we experience movies you know 3ds yeah, was a, absolutely it was a big advent um advancement in film and he's trying to push it to that next level he's trying to be the next 3d so the the technology that he used to create the 23 year old version of will smith is uh, it's, it's it's one of a kind it's not something that's been done before as well as the style yeah. that he shot it in yeah and one thing you guys gotta remember and understand is Sometimes pushing the boundaries of filmmaking is going to make you lose money, but it, in fact, it's pushing what we call art and what we create. The movie wasn't good. Let me just put it that way. The storyline was awful, but didn't didn't matter. You have to look at the silver lining. If you look at everything negative, you're just going to have an awful life. You're not going to enjoy anything. So you got to look at the positives about it. For instance, not only was this shot in 120 FPS, the whole thing, which is unheard of. 120 now they're actually going to shoot ab- 4K 3D film. Can you imagine how yep. much storage that took data to, to oh, get into? Dear God. Dear God. And they shot it at higher than 4K also. Like, it was just shown at 4K. When it's shown at 4K, it's usually shot at 8K or 5.6K. Something to give them a little bit of working room in the editing room. But just imagine how much, like you said, how much space. Holy shit. (laughs) Terabytes upon terabytes upon terabytes of space. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Inherently, when you film, and I I believe it was from the behind the scenes, this is uh, red cameras. It it looked to me, I'm not 100% sure. It did look like to be red cameras. But 
inherently when you increase the frames per second, you reduce the the crop. You, you increase your cropping. So I, I I don't know how this. So yeah, it probably was filmed in 4K and it might have been cropped down. But that's that's all which can make it future proof as yeah, well because it, shot it on leaves the, opportunity um, for uh, re-releases in the future when we are watching 8K TVs when our eyes can only see in 2.3K. <laughs> Yeah, it was shot on the um, Ari Alexa, mm. which I have a lot of experience with. And, One of my um, favorites. Yeah, absolutely. And it was shot in, if I'm not mistaken, 5.6K. That's what it should have been shot in. Let me... Um, just seeing real quick. I didn't check that part in our research. Like a dum-dum. Oh, I was just... Bum, bum. I was just uh, guessing really from the behind the scenes footage that i was watching online well one of the, that's not even the technology that we're we're talking about it's amazing that this this movie well let's first of all back up and talk about the the 120 frames per second 4k 3d movie which only 14 movie theaters in the entire country were equipped uh-huh. to play this movie in the way that he intended it. Is that correct? Yeah. Only 14 movie theaters in the whole country can play this movie at 120 frames per second in 4K at 3D. All right. That's what it's going to be played at. And now, it, if you saw it in those exact settings, those exact settings, 120 4K 3D, the way he intended, it is a masterpiece. No, no, I'm not talking about the damn storyline. Don't. Get, don't put words in my mouth, people. But the picture itself, okay? That's, the what, picture itself that's what he was trying to push. Masterpiece. Yes. That's what he was trying to push. Exactly. The, the, the picture and the technology, which we'll get into in a second here about, about Will Smith, which there's a, also a whole bunch of conspiracy theories behind this as well, which we'll get into. But 120 frames a second is 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 quite a lot. I mean, at that, at that mm-hmm. at, at when you're when you're directing at that level. It's uh, there's no motion blur, which makes it hard to hide your mistakes. Um, so even uh-huh. like the cameraman holding a, a steady rig, if he missed a step or, or came down a little too hard, all that's going to be shown. You're going to see that camera shake. And, and yeah. in post, when you're trying to uh, create these sequences that that are the action sequences, it's it's much harder to hide and blend these type of things because of the fact that there's so many frames and so clear to the viewer yeah. that's watching it. Yeah, exactly. And you might be asking, but Will, why? Why would they shoot at 120? That makes no sense. That's not what we shoot. That's not what we watch. Like, what's going on? Makes complete sense. All right, so when you guys remember, have you, you guys have seen 3D movies, right? Like, it's super, super blurry when you're watching them. Like, you have to focus yeah. on exactly the person that you want to focus on. And everything else is going to be blurred out because it's, it's 3D. They're trying to separate the layers, trying to get you to see more, right? Yeah. 120 frames per second. His theory was that he is going to be able to basically remove the motion blur down to what we see as a 24 frames per second 2D movie. Yeah. So basically, we're experiencing a 2D movie in 3D with the same motion blur without the additional motion blur that 3D throws on it. And... When you watch it in a theater, that's exactly what comes out. And th- this technique used with camera angles is also going to help the viewer feel more like they're in that moment and watching the action as it were real life happening. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Yeah, that's, that is an inherent problem that's happened with with 3D movies is that we 
invented this technology and, and, and brought it out, but we're still using the traditional 24 frames a second, which is what yeah. the, the cinematic standard for what movies are, are currently created in. Yeah, and Ang, Ling is, Ang Lee is basically saying, you guys, we need to push the boundaries. We want to do 3D. We want to make 3D a thing. We want to make it the new way to watch films. Cool. We also have to evolve the way we film to be able to watch those films the way that they are intended to be watched, the way that we know they can be watched. And he's right. He is absolutely right because I can't sit through a regular 3D movie. I cannot. I sit through it. I get motion blur, like motion sickness, and I got to get up and go. And I have really good tolerance. Okay. So there's a lot more people that are a lot worse at motion sickness than I am that can't get through a 3D movie. People with glasses can't get through a 3D movie for the most part. Not saying in general, but for the most part, right? I can't. No, I wear glasses. I can't. Yeah. Um, My ex couldn't. Uh, My current girlfriend can't. And they're both, you know, four eyes. So they definitely can. <laughs> I saw that head whip around. <laughs> I don't need to be blurred for that one. I feel that. Oops. But yeah. Okay. Oh, so when we... But this, but this movie overall was a, a huge loss when they released it, right? So uh, opening yeah. weekend oh, huge loss. was like huge 58 loss. million, but that's... Which you think would be good, but that's that's including domestic and international. That's everything altogether. Did not do very well. Yeah, and uh, I think yeah. the movie cost one hundred and thirty-eight million dollars to make. So it was like a something like yeah. a sixty or seventy million dollar loss for yeah, the company. So, but like I said, we don't. He doesn't care. Yeah, over the life of the film, the whole time it was in theaters, it only made one hundred thirty-eight million dollars. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, one hundred seventy-eight million dollars. Right. So the film cost $138 million to make. Okay. Then you have to put in marketing on top. So you're going to have to double that number, maybe even triple that number, depending on how much marketing. And this movie was everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere. It was heavily So advertised. I wouldn't be surprised if they tripled that number for marketing. So they lost, yeah, they made $40 million on the production and they lost the rest on marketing. However, what they did do is push this technology. They pushed this filmmaking technique to the point where Avatar 2 is being filmed to be shot time. at 120 frames per second, 3D, 4K on those select 14 theaters. And even more theaters around the country are deciding to adapt that type of technology so they can show these future movies. Just because this movie was a failure doesn't mean that his technique to film in the future won't be a success. Yeah, no, he's he's really a visionary and he's pushing the boundaries. And it, it's great because, you know, Picasso had to lose an ear for this to happen and he's doing it in, in this lifetime with all his appendages. But I, yeah. what, what the real push in technology for this movie was, was not even the way that he filmed it. It was mm-hmm. the actual technology and in, in creating... The second Will Smith, the 23-year-old Will Smith. yes. So this is where the conspiracy theories come in, though, because uh, what they actually did was, so we they start off with the camera that's positioned Uh on his face. It's a a picture like a space helmet that you would have to wear, and it has the camera that sits in front and records everything he's doing, and he has dots all over his face as tracking points. So what they did was had him act as as him at 50 year old Will Smith and did the acting, um, everything was, was uh, green screen and, and 
not green screen, yeah. but it, similar style of green screen mm-hmm. in, in that it was uh, not real. And mocap and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so he acted this movie out and what they did was created this digital version of a 50 year old Will Smith. Then for the younger version of him, they went through all, all his older movies and those tracking points that they captured and his facial movements and created a digital version of a 23 year old Will Smith. So they, they pulled movies from uh, fresh Prince of Bel Air, well, not a movie TV show, mm-hmm. uh, six degrees of separation, uh, bad boys, the original bad boys and men in black. And from that, they were able to create, it wasn't just a face of him acting in this way. They created an entire 3d will smith in the likeness of 50 year old and 23 year old so what the conspiracy theories is coming in is that now this is the push of the film industry they're they're pushing this technology and and doing so they're creating these digital versions of them do you remember uh when tupac came out on stage at uh coachella oh yeah the hologram yeah this is the what hologram. they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, so in some point when, you know, when these actors die, all, and it's not just mm-hmm. Will Smith, by the way, it's, it's in all these films that we're doing this technology and capturing true 3D versions of these characters, these, these famous movie stars, that yeah. they own the likeness to them now. So potentially we okay. could be seeing them in movies even after they're dead. Well, they're already talking about um that doesn't surprise me even even a little bit because they're already talking about doing that with um Tupac they're, again. They're um thinking about throwing him in movies. They want to do that with um the Duke. Mm-hmm. I mean, for God's sakes, he's been dead for what, 20 years now, 10 years, some some crap like that. Yeah. Um but yeah, they're they're thinking about bringing him and throwing him in new movies. Um all all these old old actors from like the 1920s, 1940s are thinking about redoing them and throwing them in movies because I can't be the only one to think that some of these freaking people were hot as balls, dude. I'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) they were smoking and they were good actors. So why the hell not bring them back if they have the technology to do so? Keep them around for another generation. Unfortunately, you stifle the generation that's growing currently exactly and they don't have to pay royalties to them that's 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 the that's the whole thing that's what people yeah. are saying mm. this is where the theories come in is then now we're making movies and they don't owe anything to anybody because they own this digital version of this person they can make them do whatever they want and they can act and and put them in scenes and eventually it will be cheaper right now ang lee is, is even reported as saying it costs four or five times what it costs, what he paid Will Smith to make the movie just to make, yeah, just to have the 23 year old version of him act next to him, the digital version. Yeah. But now they have that 23 year old version anytime they need exactly it. anytime they need. And it's not just Will Smith. They're doing it all over the place. I even saw an article about Jet Li who refused to do a movie where they were using that type of technology because he didn't want his moves and, and his, uh, skill and technique being digitally copied in such a way that that he would you know even bruce lee they, they are still pushing out things even after his death and he did gently didn't See, want and, that and now that's freaking ironic because they are going to be doing they were talking about um doing a recreation of bruce and jet lee They're, like yeah 
like it that's 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 not not hilarious that's ironic yeah <laughs> <laughs> of all the damn things like oh i don't want um to be in a movie that they use this technology because i don't want to um get my likeness stolen until i'm dead for x amount of years and now oh, hey they're gonna steal my likeness anyways yeah. it, it, i don't know I, I, it sucks this is the way that <laughs> like, the film industry I, I is going it. it's exciting but yeah it, very exciting we can see and it and it's needed. I mean, like, honestly, it's really needed because in 20, 30, 40, 50 years, when these actors are unfortunately gone, now that generation is going to be able to see them at their best. But there has to be something. If that's what's going to happen, there has to be something set up to where at least the family is getting something or maybe a donation to a charity of their choice or something like that. Something to be able to give back to the people when they get to use somebody for free. So it doesn't sit in the pockets of the CEO and they yeah, don't have because, to pay the actor to do it. And that's, I mean, I can imagine how much money they're paying Will Smith to make a movie. It's gotta got, be uh, in the tens any, of millions. Any show up he's yeah. Any show up is 20 million bucks. I read that in a uh, article not too long ago. Anytime he shows up in a movie at all, it's $20 million. Wow. Unless he says otherwise. I, you know, it's funny because I charge the same amount. Um, just, nobody's ever paid me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I said that once that, and uh, went on my first gig. So, you know, whatever, guys. 20 million and I'll be there. Yeah. 20 million. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll do it at a discount rate for only a 20th of that price. Give me a call. 20. I got you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, then, then retire. <laughs> yeah. That's my discounted rate, guys. Come on. Yeah. It's not going to last forever. <laughs> hey, jump on it now. That's that's a hell of a deal, 20th of a cost. Jesus. Well, I, oh. I think uh, so. one of the benefits of having this type of technology in the way that uh, Ang Lee filmed the movie was – that mm -hmm. Will Smith was saying that it's, it was nice because traditionally this type of acting would be done, uh, co-acting would be done where he would be interacting with the tennis ball. And, you know, later they would, yeah. they would CGI him in. But in, in this movie, he was able to act with another actor and still that they the, just switch the him out. Performance wasn't lost due to the inability of having another another actor on screen because they could do it and since it was a 3d world almost a virtual reality if you will they were able to yeah put all that information in later i mean really yeah, the whole very... film is is digital it's it's all mm -hmm. if you watch the behind the scenes everything's done with in a white room with uh yep. the tight suits on um, some stunts were done in live action, like, um, a few of the writing stunts and things like that, because they needed to get that real right live action. But that's really about it guys. Yeah. Like you even said, the most clothes, of he wasn't even wearing clothes. It's amazing. They, they, mm -hmm. that's all digital on there. So Black really suit. when I'm telling you, it, they've created a Will Smith and put him in a locker in area 51 somewhere. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it is. I mean, that's, he's, he's fully at their mercy now. In yeah. a digital form. Yeah, it's very similar to um, what they did with The Lion King. Like, anybody that's seen Lion King, a um, couple episodes ago, we talked about how they um, had the actors talking to each other in a black stage, black room, black theater, black box theater. And yeah. um, to get that emotion out of each other because they couldn't get it out of the faces. But those faces looked so realistic. A lot of people were pissed off because they didn't use real animals instead of just making them CGI hyper realistic. If they can do that with animals, don't be surprised at all 
when they do that with people, which they already have with Will Smith. Yeah. But just imagine when you see the Duke walking up, starring in a new movie, not even just being like a, a show off for five minutes kind of guy, but starring. Yeah. Start to finish his voice, his freaking mannerisms, everything. And they will get there at, at some point. Yeah, they're going to go through the old footage and they'll be able to recreate it. One thing. I'm, yeah. Have you heard of deep fakes? I oh, mean, yeah. Deep fakes did the same thing. Very they had to ban it. Oh, yeah, they had to ban it from freaking Pornhub. Pornhub doesn't ban anything, okay? <laughs> just, just saying, I've seen some you would know. questionable yeah. <laughs> things on there, okay? They don't ban anything, but they ban deepfakes because they can make anyone who has a little bit of resemblance to somebody, same skin color and same facial structure, look just like that person. Yep. And they are doing that with a bunch of actresses and actors and pushing out um you know leaked sex tape that wasn't real and this was and easy was to do super we're, easy. we're buying well, I mean, into this easy stuff. for those type of people yeah. yeah we're buying into this stuff i mean when facebook released the the uh what was it the make yourself look younger app yeah that, that yeah, is yeah, yeah. all training there and it's all cataloging they're taking our information and all that stuff is being stored you don't think it is but there's We've talked about this yeah, before. There's huge facilities out in the middle of the desert where they keep all these supercomputers and yeah. it's got to be used for something. And this is, yeah, this is not to where be, the practice not to is jump coming. into a, yeah, not to become a conspiracy theory podcast, but that's not a theory. That's a fact. Right. There is a difference. See, these big companies, they have data centers. Data centers are places where just ginormous servers are storing a bunch of information. They have all kinds of information about you. If you've ever done the, what, 21 and me or the um, the DNA thing, yeah. which is awesome, by the way. But they have your data, your DNA on file categorized. Yep. Right. And it even says in their um, in their terms of service that they can sell it back to you. So what happens if, God, we're really going to conspiracy theory <laughs> podcast area, but what happens in the future it's fun, isn't if it? cloning becomes a thing? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. What happens in the future if cloning becomes a thing? Now, all of us who have done that 21 of me, is it 21 of me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. 21 of me, um, who've done that, who's spit in that little vial, who sent it off to the lab, who got it tested, who got it stored. They want to be like, hey, I'm 90 years old. Can you make like a 30 year old version of me? Because I'm old. And I'm like, they'll be like, yeah, dude, 20 grand. I'm like, Psh, I'm 90. I got money to spare. <laughs> <laughs> And next thing you know, 30-year-old me is walking down the road and 90-year-old me is, you know, fucking off somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that's, <laughs> a, that's a, a good point because, I, you know, having adopted children, that's one thing that they told us not to do is because if we we don't know the lineage of our children mm -hmm. and it, it, it was enticing to try to do a genealogical research with the DNA, but they said, don't do that because then it will be on file. And people might start coming out of the woodworks, the kind of people that we're trying to keep away during, you know, this yeah. adoption process and, and people, family members that could be harmful um, to the interaction mm -hmm. of these children could easily access this information and have our contact information and contact us. And you don't really have a choice in the matter. If you do it, your information is put in a database. Yeah, there is a California serial killer. Um Golden State Killer. 70, yeah, the 72-year-old uh, Navy, uh, United States Navy veteran, the Golden State Killer, was literally arrested 
what how many years after his killing oh, spree like his 1975 yeah, kill 1975 caught in 2018 want to know why because what his daughter his daughter did the 21 and me yep. or whatever freaking dna test and they were able to get that information and connect it to the dna they found on scene because apparently the navy didn't gather that information <laughs> whatever that's the new one maybe they didn't back then but you know whatever they got that information from his daughter connected it to him and arrested him for the serial killings if they're doing that with the dna that they're supposedly not releasing like come on guys what are they going to be doing in the future they're going to be able to sell our dna to anybody yeah. doing anything exactly like right now our um our searching history google right they sell us to advertising companies for seven dollars and 62 cents a person your searching history is worth seven dollars and 62 cents right that's it <laughs> your whole search <laughs> like, history holy crap and uh yeah your whole search history yeah it's all public you can't go and you can't um unerase no. <laughs> what you accidentally searched at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah you guys might want to erase that history before you're caught yeah. after you pass away but google knows well google knows so before <laughs> gemini man the practice that we can see from from ang lee about this mm -hmm. digitizing and, and pushing of the uh, progression of this technology uh Life of Pi, where he completely yes. 3D rendered a tiger on the boat. Which I thought was real for the longest fucking time. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, it was one of those things like, uh, have you seen Revenant, where the bear attacks mm -hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, I have no idea. I still don't know to this day how they did that. If it's digital, man, it's That's fucking a fake bear. amazing. I, I, I am not sure. I would assume it had to be fake. Or is he tearing I thought that a, was a real bear on it like looks a... real. Like a... Like, I don't know, like a dummy or something. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Because that's a fake bear. That blows my damn mind. It's just shit they can do, man. But yeah, a lot of a lot of that has to do with um that New Zealand based uh company, the um the studio, the Weta Digital. Holy man, they are some talented filmmakers. They're the ones doing they're the ones behind Gemini Man making that um second Will Smith, that younger Will Smith. It's it's insane. And the stuff that they were able to do, you really couldn't tell that he was CGI until the end of the movie when he started doing all those like crazy, crazy flips and stuff. Well, unless That's you saw time. it in 24 frames a second. Yeah, unless you saw it in 24. <laughs> and then you kind of see the kind of see the difference, but you can't not really though. But at the end of the movie, when he started doing all the superhuman like strengths and flips when he was fighting the other clone, spoiler alert, there's two. When he was fighting the other clone, then you can tell that uh you know it was cgi and you could definitely tell it was fake but before that point it was damn like if will smith had a son well i take that back he does have a son <laughs> Jaden. um if will smith had a son that looked like him then you would be able to tell well, the yeah difference. that's a good yeah he doesn't look like him at all not <laughs> well, even I a mean, little he bit he does but no yeah, not as tall and he's is he does he's he <laughs> Yeah, he definitely has his own look. He is uh, definitely his own individual. And I think he's got a face full of tattoos at the moment, too. I, I don't know. I haven't seen a modern picture of him. But he did congratulate his boyfriend, um, uh, Tyler, the creator, for... Yeah, that's what he said. Uh, he congratulated his boyfriend, Tyler, the creator, for an award that he won. So I don't know wow. if that's just like he's a boy that's a friend or if he's that's like his boyfriend. 
He looks but like to me. Such, I don't want to be judgmental, but he looks like the type. In, yeah, polyamorous to me. Like he just yeah, kind of. He's such a yeah. He's such a free flowing individual that you just don't know when he says stuff like that if he's being literal or figure, figurative. Yeah. You know. Well, this is the world we live in in 2020. I don't know how to navigate it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just say. All right, cool. My Will Smiths you were you, real back in my day. That's all I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> I remember Will when he was on everything. And he was the 90s, okay? He was the whole 90s. But now we've made him 20 again, and now he can grow old for another 30 years. So Seriously, uh, even in Bad Boys, he looked good. I mean, like, damn, dude. I want to be 50 in that freaking nice now i'm 30 and flubbery yeah yeah that's that's uh what being a movie star will get you though you get a private fitness instructor and some cook chef to Mm -hmm. take care of you every night yeah that's what that one dude um god what's his name i can't remember his name he's from um silicon valley there's oh hold on let me let me find his name but he basically said that uh He's being credited a lot for being in really good shape for his uh, upcoming uh, TV show Hmm. um, or upcoming movie or something that he's in. But he said, like, no, like, it's not like it's not me that's in the shape. This was incredibly hard. Luckily, I had a trainer with me basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week, helping me get into this shape. And uh, he really shined light on, like, how the industry works. His name is uh, Camille. Nanjiani, oh wow, I butchered no, his name. Don't even Incredible <laughs> actor. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani, whatever. I butchered it. I'm yeah, sorry. It's a... <laughs> Maybe we'll put a picture online. <laughs> yeah, he's in Stuber and he uh, and in Men in Black International, but he's in incredible shape. Incredible shape right now. Hmm. And that's because of the uh, personal trainers and the diet that he's on. And he said it's unsustainable. And he would not have gone that way without the incredible amount of money that the studios put into him yeah. and his body. So a lot of those people that are like, hey, I want to have a movie. You know, I feel bad about myself for not having a movie movie uh, body uh, blah, blah, star yeah. body or whatever. You don't. But there, there's a reason they why they look that way. I mean, you don't you don't become a movie star just because you're a good actor. You got to. Yeah, kind of all the exactly. whole package, as it were, and and you're yeah. right. It's not something that's that's realistic. And I would imagine, even for Bad Boys, uh, Martin Lawrence mm-hmm. looked pretty pretty big in that movie, and I'm sure he had a pretty rigorous diet going in before filming. So even that yeah. that was probably him, even after he lost a substantial amount of weight. Yeah, and I am actually stoked that he looked that like that. Like, I'm sorry that uh, people are going to take that the wrong way. Yeah, he was overweight or whatever. He looked like a regular person. Mm-hmm. He looked like one of us. Yeah, which made me so freaking happy. Well, so happy. It's kind of finally a we are double-edged sword because you, you feel great that somebody looks like you, but at the same time, it reminds you that you you've aged as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> we're old. Yeah, we're getting old. I remember when he was a young buck. Yeah, you know. Did buff, uh, but, yeah, you want to talk about the Irishman as well with this technology was similar technology. I mean, this just goes to show this conspiracy theory that we're proving now that they are trying to digitize all these great actors because they did the same thing with Robert mm-hmm. De Niro in this movie. Yeah, they they were able to de-age him by what, 30 something years. 
Oh God, let me see what it and is. And then it, age him insane. forward because he didn't. I don't think mm-hmm. he looks that old. He was yeah, pretty no. wrinkly in that at the end. Yeah, a lot of people said they didn't like it because they're like, oh, it it looks fake. It doesn't look real. I know he's, you know, he looks older than that. They can't like grasp their head around it. But honey, that's the future. Yep. Like, (laughs) welcome to VR. Welcome to AR. Welcome to 2020. This is literally the future right now. If you're looking at our time 30 years ago, you would say it's science fiction. True. And that's, that's the moment we're living in now and we're moving exponential too. So it's fast, mm-hmm. as fast as we can process this thing. We're already moving on to new things. Yeah. It's, uh, let's see. I'm trying to find the name of the I, technology they use to de-age him, but it's insane. God, the side-by-side pictures of him when he is aged to de-aged is nuts. I personally can't wait till we see a movie with Marilyn Monroe coming out again. Like oh. that would be kind of cool to see. Oh, what? dude, I would love to see her in a movie nowadays. <laughs> Skirt blowing up yeah. again. I mean, that oh my classic trailer. And then just to put her put her alongside, uh, I don't know, who Will Smith. <laughs> that would be yeah. kind of awesome. They fight an action-packed movie together. And mm-hmm. at she the end, was... you know, the, the wind blows her top or something. I don't know. That would be great. Yeah, though. she was the sex idol of the 50s and 60s, dude. She is beautiful. Every man wanted to be with her and every woman wanted to be her. We'll see her in uh, 2023 in an action-packed movie. Damn right. <laughs> Running away, being the heroine. And nobody's <laughs> going to be able to tell that it was all VFX. Nobody. Yeah. And that's so that's going to be the future, man. Like um, the Turing test. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, the uh, of, like robot. And tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Turing test is basically where an AI has a conversation with a person and the person has to determine whether that person is, uh, whether that who he's talking to is an AI or not. Most of the Turing tests are done with uh, their back turned to it so they can't see the person. However, if this technology gets to the point where you can't tell the difference between VFX and human or human, <laughs> talking like a damn computer now. We have one. We VFX have one right and here. a human. <laughs> Duh. Um, was, we're sorry, folks. Our AI software for Will just messed up. We, we had a glitch. <laughs> we're back on track now. He's I'm rebooted. Here. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, if, if we can't tell the difference between a VFX and a human, then they're going to be able to put an AI with one of these VFX faces, and you're never going to be able to tell that you're talking to a, sen- not a sentient, but a artificial intelligence. It's insane. The future is now, people. Okay, and yeah, even to blow your mind even more, we have these things now called xenobots, and they are a new classification of being, as it were, because they're the mix of life and robot, an AI robot. So they're actually grown in culture on media just the same way we grow bacteria, but they are wow. programmable bots and they are not made in a traditional sense of, of gears and wires, but they're actually grown. They, subs- they uh, require nutrients and they can live in the body and they can self repair. So if you cut one of these robots Jesus. in half, it can pair, pair itself, put them back together and grow. And so they, they think in the future that these things are going to be used as a delivery method for medicine, um, healing. That's smart as shit. 
uh, creating uh, growth on our on our skin. So if we have a a cut, these robots it's will the be able. It's the Borg. To... They're creating the Borg. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird because we have to reclassify what we know as robot and and living being because this exists in a realm that's both. Yeah, that's a trip, and that's 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 the world we live in now. You can check them out yourself. Xenobots is what they're called, and they're grown in culture, just same way we grow bacteria. It's amazing. Well, I think uh, we went a little bit off the rails on this episode. We were talking about the amazing work of Ang Lee and went into conspiracy <laughs> hole. Right into the deep Thank end. Thank you for right going down it. the rabbit hole with us. <laughs> this has been another <laughs> yeah. episode of Uncovered Cinema. I'm Brian. I'm Will. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, check us out on uncoveredcinema at gmail.com. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yep. Have a good one.